Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where we are being somber because this is not a time for fun. Uh, no, it, but it's, it's definitely time for analysis. So. Yes, it is time to analyze, analyze people's words, just not fun words. Nobody called anyone the dumbest hoe they've ever seen <laughs> or uh, called someone a hooker. No, these, these are less fun conversations. I love that as you said that, though. I literally thought, memories. <laughs> <laughs> and by memories, you mean Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but uh, first off, hey, I'm Ren Mardia. <laughs> My name is Brennan, and welcome back to a uh, a special episode of Podcasting for Right Reasons, because I did not want to take, I did not want to make next ep- next week's episode excruciatingly long again, and yeah. I wanted to separate the fun from the, uh, from the serious, so. Yeah, next and week I will we'll say, like this, I'm, I was glad when you, when you reached out to me and said like hey we should let's think about recording this episode because it it really is um something that does need to be addressed you know and like personally for me as a woman of color it's a weird thing being a bachelor nation fan right now um it's just a it's a weird mix of emotions i think and it's good it's it's a good conversation a needed conversation to have 100 percent yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if anybody is either a listener of the show or follow the show in any real way, you you've under, you know what we're talking about. So, since the beginning of, Ra- since the beginning of Matt's season, Rachel uh, Kirkconnell uh, has come, you know, some, some reckless things have come up. Uh, was accused of being racist by a TikTok user. Uh, alleged screenshots of her liking, quote-unquote liking, controversial Instagram posts, including an image of two women posing in front of a Confederate flag. And then she also came under fire. These, this, Just so everyone's aware, we are using the information mm-hmm. from all one source. So this is all from Us Magazine. It's the article that I'm using this from. But the information is everywhere, so you won't have trouble finding it if you don't use Us Magazine for whatever reason. Yeah. Check then, all of her Instagram, any of Bachelor Nation's uh, Instagram posts recently, too. Yeah. You know, there's a lot out there. And then uh, surface of her and her sorority sisters at a Georgia college at what's called an Old South Party, which is a plantation-themed mm-hmm. frat party. And apparently, I learned earlier today that this was not a sorority-sanctioned Old South Party. That those Old South parties at this particular university had been banned and they were doing an unsanctioned outside yeah. of the sorority old, old Which South I th- party. I think and that in and of itself, that's a good point that you bring up because I know old South parties before, you know, they were unfortunately a thing of just like kind of casual cavalier um, uh, kind of perspective and treatment of, of, like a time of slavery, you know? Um, unfortunately, people host these parties and they just think, oh, they're fancy and they're pretty and it's on a plantation and yada, 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 it's fine, you know? And they kind of gloss over the painful history. And so it's understandable why universities would put a stop to them. So, but what you're what you're saying, I think it's a good point to bring up is that this the university had banned it. So I think that adds another layer to her attending this party 
and it not being so long ago. Like this is something that was in 2018. No, yeah, um, correct. And unfortunately, Chris Harrison kept saying it was five years ago, um, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, and I this was an interview he did on Tuesday on a regular appearance that he has on Extra with Rachel Lindsay. Mm -hmm. uh, so these Which are some... I didn't realize that she was now a correspondent or doing correspondent work for Extra. So Where is she, I'm, where is she not? I mean, that's true. She's ESPN, Extra. like man. Everywhere that I am, she is following <laughs> me. And I just... I just... I, I don't know what to think. Everywhere Here's I the deal, am... Everywhere I am, she is also. She's like, "Where's Brennan? Let me let me tap into that. Next, next me, she's, gonna, she's, she's gonna doing... be on our friend. Watch her show up and be like on a, on Joe's podcast next, just doing some 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 dirty sports stuff." No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> just because you're there listening, she'll show up. But I think um, when I when I watch the interview in its entirety, and it's it's like 15, 13, 15 minutes or so. Um, I did think, though, that the way that she approached the interview with Chris wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the combative Rachel that we see when, you're, you know, you're on her turf of, you know, um, the Bachelor happy hour and she's like grilling you. I thought she grilled him, but I thought that she did it in a very measured way. And I thought that she did it in a good way where she let him speak and she wasn't, um, she didn't. You know, she let she let his words speak for themselves. You this know, she didn't is, yeah. she didn't push him into a corner with what he said. No, I don't. Like I've said before, I've said this before. I said this again. It's not a race thing. I don't mm -hmm. like Rachel. I don't like how she is. But this was not this was not a bad Rachel. So I want to go. Yeah. I also have some of from the same article from Us Magazine. I have some of Chris's comments from that interview, and most of these are all quotes. It says, "quote I haven't talked to Rachel about it." We all need to have a little grace, a little understanding, a little compassion. I have some stuff online. Again, the judge. I have seen some stuff online. Again, the judge, jury, executioner thing where people are just tearing this girl's life apart. Until I actually hear this woman have a chance to speak. Who am I to say this? To say any of this? I saw a picture of her at a sorority party five years ago. That's it. My guess. These girls got dressed up and went to a party and had a great time. They were 18 years old now. They were 18 years old. Now, does that make it okay? I don't know, Rachel. You tell me. Were you looking through? We're all looking through that lens in 2018. Uh, just because we've dis just because it's come to light that it's not okay now doesn't mean it wasn't okay. It was okay then. It wasn't. Bingo. We just didn't talk about it. Yeah, and, and I think that is that's the painful part is the fact that. He is asking for grace and asking for us to give time to someone who, and I, I do believe, I believe in grace and I believe in people being, having multiple, you know, uh, there's, people are nuanced, you know, and just because you see one thing in somebody doesn't mean that that's only what they are. And I do believe people grow, but I think at the time, that him asking for grace and forgiveness for somebody who clearly attended a party, clearly was liking um, posts, you know, with painful histories, you know, and it wasn't just like a one, oops, I accidentally hearted this. It was like, 
there were several, you know, so it's clearly a trend of something in her life. Um, but I'm not saying she's, I'm not saying she's a bad person for sure. And I'm not saying that I don't believe in growth, like I said. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the thing though, is him saying that about the lens and it like making it seem like, oh, it was okay then, but it's not okay now. It wasn't okay then. And it's not okay now. Yeah, we will get to Rachel's statement in a minute, but I just want to finish up this part this part with Chris. Mm-hmm. And then he released this statement uh, either yesterday or today. And it said, I took a stance on topics about which I should have been better informed. While I do not speak for Rachel Kirkconnell, my intentions were simply to ask for grace and offering her an opportunity to speak on her own behalf. What I now realize I have done is, causing, is cause harm by wrongly speaking in a manner that perpetuates racism. And for that, I am so deeply sorry. I also apologize to my friend Rachel Lindsay for not listening to her better on a topic she has firsthand knowledge of and humbly thank the members of Bachelor Nation who have reached out to me to hold me accountable. I promise to do better. I, you know, I hope, I hope that is sincere. I hope that it wasn't just like a PR thing. Um, like I said, I believe I believe that people sometimes just need to hear and learn from a mistake. Like you can make the mistake and not realize it's something that perpetuates racism. Um, but unfortunately, you know, like I, I think I saw something the other day that was like, um, what did it say? Like silence, silence is racism too. You know, like when you don't speak out against something. Yeah. You're just allowing it to exist still instead of just putting a wholehearted stop. Like, cause what he could have said was just, you know, hey, let's watch this girl's journey on Matt season, but just know this is something that the Bachelor franchise stands against. You know, he could have said that, mm-hmm. but he went on a whole defense thing, which you, Brennan, made a good point um on our last episode, that he is defending her like she is a leading contestant if not the winner of and this that, that was a text that was not in our last i think that was i think that oh, was, was a it? text i thought it might have if it wasn't our last episode then you heard you're hearing it again then maybe but we were just talking been. about it but anyway you had a good point though yeah so if you guys didn't hear that spoiler, yeah, that's I, I it does <laughs> he like you you mentioned before we started this this reminds you a lot of how a lot of what happened with garrett when he won becca's mm-hmm. season after his uh insensitive uh social media posts, but it does, there is, there's definitely a circling of the wagons by ABC Mm -hmm. to protect this particular girl. And it may just be because, Hey, she is, it could, there could be, there could be many reasons. It could be, Mm -hmm. they don't think that she's racist, that she's super sweet. And they don't like, they are, they are just as confused as we are by these Mm -hmm. actions, or it could be because they're planning to make her the lead or she's won the season. In yeah. which case they can't go along they can't go around trashing their winner as a racist when yeah. their winner is engaged to a black guy. They can't right. say she's a un- unhinged racist when she's currently engaged to their first black bachelor. So mm-hmm. there are definitely some weird things about how this particular this particular uh contestant is being protected. Yeah. I can't if if they if they were thinking about her being the lead, I cannot see that happening. No, now. she's not. She like she can't be the lead now. Yeah, like if she did get so far, and then maybe they 
there, you know, it's it's very possible that they were like, hey, we like this girl. She could have been our lead. And maybe they were making early plans. And maybe Katie came out of nowhere. Her popularity came out of nowhere, you know. But I think that if if Rachel is the runner-up, if not the winner, and those, you know, if she's runner-up and they were talking about bachelorette plans, yeah, that's out the window. This is already too problematic. Can you imagine if they were like, hey, we got that all done. Now, here's your new bachelorette, Rachel. <laughs> it, physically, it physically cannot happen. Mm-hmm. And then... On on the on the heels of that, we also want to discuss. Uh, so quickly to wrap up the Chris Harrison thing, he has announced that he will be temporarily stepping down from hosting. Obviously, everything up into including Women Tell All has already been recorded. So the only thing he will be yeah. stepping away from, at least at the very moment, is the after the final rose. Uh, we'll get back to speculation on that at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is Rachel's. Rachel Kirkconnell, not Rachel Lindsay, Rachel Kirkconnell's statement that she posted on Instagram yesterday. It says, while there have been rumors circulating, there has been truths that have come to light and that I need to address. I hear you and I'm here to say I'm sorry. Sorry, here to say I was wrong. At one point, I didn't recognize how offensive and racist my actions were, but that does not excuse excuse them. My age or when it happened does not excuse anything. They are not acceptable or okay in any sense. I was ignorant, but my ignorance was racist. I am sorry to, to the communities and individuals that my actions harmed and offended. I am ashamed about my lack of education, but it is no one's responsibility to educate me. I am learning and will continue to learn how to be anti-racist because it's important to speak up in the moment and not after you're called out. If you are a person who doesn't understand the offense in question, I urge you to use them as a teachable moment. Preventing people from making the same... Kirkconnell added that she wants to put energy towards preventing people from making the same offensive mistakes. And she finished with racial progress and unity are impossible without white accountability. And I deserve to be, I deserve to be held accountable for my actions. I never, I will never grow unless I recognize what I have done wrong. I don't think one apology means that I deserve your forgiveness, but rather I hope I can earn your forgiveness through future actions. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying, I am happy with this. Mm-hmm. It's not, like she said, it's not, I mean, look, I just want to point out, I, with your surprise, shocker, I'm, I'm white. I'm super white. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not here to offer any, uh, you're welcome or apology accepted or anything of that nonsense because I don't really have a right to say anything like that. But I do... I, as a white person, am okay with this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It addressed. Uh, it, it addressed what she did. Apologized and and gave actual steps to what she's going to do to fix it. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was what I was hoping. What I would hear from her. Your thoughts. I think. I think I'm still letting. I think I'm still sitting with it. Um, cause I kind of approach it with a, a dose of, I guess a healthy dose of skepticism, but also I'm glad she spoke out. Um, I wish it had been sooner. I yeah. wish that it had been, cause if she had spoken sooner, we wouldn't, I don't think we would have been unraveling like this, you know, with bachelor nation. I don't think that Chris Harrison would have said the things that he would have said. You know, um, Rachel Lindsay made a good point 
during the interview to say that it's not like the franchise had muzzled her. You know, they weren't stopping her from speaking out, especially when it's something that's directly in affecting her character. Yes. You know, the, the stipulations of the contract that they sign state that they have to run any media by them as long as they're still in the contract, but their social media is totally on their own regard. Yeah. And I think it's probably that she's being attacked. And it, I, this is coming from my perspective. I think she probably took time to actually understand what a, what she did wrong, B why it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And she was probably taking advice from a lot of people. Not only publicists, yeah. I just want to say, like, as someone who's never been famous before, to be thrown into this, and I'm not excusing, it took way too mm-hmm. long. We we yeah. saw we saw the first the first issues with this, the fact that she was like bullied someone in high school for liking a black guy. We saw that six weeks ago, mm-hmm. so yep. that the timeline is not okay. Like, you should have done this already, but yeah. also, she probably got advice from not only people of color but mm-hmm. publicists. And if she if she did win, then she knows she's going to continue to be famous. So she probably has a manager and a press mm-hmm. a press personnel, PR people. So probably there's a lot of not only learning but also crafting and how best to put how she felt. And once again, I'm just... not I'm not saying that what she like it it still took too long, and yeah. it was still could have been done a month ago, even with crafting and taking time to learn what you did was wrong. It still could have been a month ago and been acceptable. I I just think that, yeah, like I, I feel like follow-up statements could have been crafted. Follow-up statements could have included, hey, here's how I'm, here's what I'm planning to address. Here's what I'm learning. Here's like, I'm seeking advice. I'm seeking, you know, um, like, just advice from friends and mentors and yada, yada, yada. She could have said all of that in follow-up. I think that she could have, it would have been so much better if she had just said, hey, I'm really sorry for what, like what my actions, what pain my actions have caused, you know, and I'm, I'm learning from it. I'm going to grow from it. Clearly I'm, you know, I would be fine if she even addressed the, the awkward elephant in the room with the fact that she's dating America's first black bachelor, you know, like that's got to feel if she won this, that is a weight on their relationship. Unless like maybe, I, I mean, I don't know, but I can't see him being like, Hey, so that's fine that you had like these racist tendencies, like you good. Okay. You know, like that's definitely something that if she won, they are going to have to actively walk through and discuss like how, why is it okay for her to go on TV and date a black man, but then also have these like background um, hints of, you know, or liking of, of racist associated tweets and, and Instagram posts and stuff, you know, like there's gotta be something that like, you know, you've got to analyze the two and say like, okay, how does this exist? And how does this exist? And yes, like I said, people are nuanced and like they can, they, you know, you can definitely um, have feelings for anybody, but like you, you've got to reckon the two. And so I think that 
I would have been so much better with it if she had just said right off the bat, like, hey, I'm hearing the things that you guys are saying. I'm hearing the stories that are coming out. I'm really sorry, you know, and and I'm going to keep learning. And then maybe three weeks after that, been like, again, I'm really sorry. Here's what I'm, here's the steps that I'm taking. But instead it took six weeks and then it feels like a reaction instead of an action. So that's where my skepticism lies. Well, this was always going like to be something is reactive. This is always going to be reactive. There yeah. was, there wasn't, there wasn't a way or even a reason for her to get out in front of this before it was even released because assuming that she didn't even know she didn't even recognize that this was a problem. Mm-hmm. So I think that this Which, was yeah. And then uh the final statement I want to read is uh, one released by all the women from this season. And uh it says we are the women of Bachelor 20 season 25, 25 women who identify as BIPOC or black indigenous people of color were cast on this historic season that was meant to represent change. We are deeply disappointed and want to make it clear that we denounce any defensive racism, any defensive racist behaviors denied, denies that lived, denies the lived and continued experiences of black indigenous people of color. Mm -hmm. These experiences are not to be exploited or tokenized. Rachel Lindsay continued to advocate with grace for individuals who identify as black indigenous people of color within the franchise, just because she is speaking with the loudest doesn't mean she is alone. We stand with her, we hear her, and we advocate for changes along alongside her. And then today, or today or very latest yesterday, uh, Matt James said, I am beyond grateful to have Rachel as a mentor during this season. Your mm -hmm. advocacy for black indigenous people of color and the franchise is invaluable. I stand with you and the rest of the women advocating for change and accountability. Here's why, like, I, I know we've talked about Rachel in the past and I've had my issues with her too. I used to love her. Then I was like, oh, Rachel, you know. Um, but I, I do hope, I know she's talked about not renewing her contract now with Bachelor, Bachelor Nation after this because she's just tired. And I can understand how that would be because she really has been such an advocate on the front lines for people of color in the franchise and just kind of really holding their feet to the fire. And I think that, yeah, like the statement says, like she's it's, she's the loudest, but they still stand with her and they still, um, just because we hear just from her mainly, it doesn't mean that they're not having these conversations and that other contestants and members of Bachelor Nation feel the same way. Um, I do hope that she renews her contract just so that voice still exists. You know, I think the voice, I really do. I think the voice still will still exist. And I feel like she thinks she can do more outside. Maybe. Because but she like, has I, the platforms yeah. she has one way or another are strong. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. Like we just joked before how every time I turn around, Rachel Lindsay is on something else that I'm listening to. Yeah, it's true. So it's I don't true. think she she has. I mean, obviously, I don't think that she would be on Bachelor Happy Hour anymore, considering that is an official mm. Bachelor Nation podcast. But she is on, like you said, on ESPN News. I mean, on ESPN mm -hmm. Radio, she is on uh, Extra, and then she has a separate podcast through the Ringer, 
which is... Oh, does she? Um, I didn't realize that. Yes, with uh, somebody named Van Latham. Uh-huh. It's called Higher Learning. Okay. I didn't realize that. So her and then Van Latham are host a podcast through Bill Simmons, The Ringer, and uh-huh. then that's also the uh, website that brings you uh, The Bachelor Party with Juliet Littman mm-hmm. that I talk about all the time. And then yeah. actually Rachel and Van are on her podcast from yesterday, from Friday. So okay. if you want to listen to her again on that, then you can fi- listen mm-hmm. to her and her higher learning co-host with Juliet on Friday. And I, uh, so yeah, I do think like, I think she just thinks that she can do enough and mm-hmm. be just as prominent and just as aggressive without any actual financial or con- contractual ties to ABC or Warner television. Mm-hmm. I think here's so I, I know we'll probably talk about women tell all later on, but like I I think that like you had you had a good kind of um I guess prediction of like how this might go or not women tell all, but the after the final rose. Because now with Chris Harrison stepping down for a bit temporarily, like who's gonna fill those shoes? And it has to be something that is well thought out. It has to be something that like we can address these issues. And I personally, I feel like, I feel like it's a good idea to have Rachel do it. And I know? I don't think it's a bad idea. I just, no. I think I, she, if she does do it, it will be her, her grand finale. I hope not though, because I could see her honestly, like, and I, like I said, like we've had our complaints about Rachel, but I could honestly see her being able to like she could she could host that show. She uh, she really could. And I, and I don't want to like you know I don't want to say that because she would fill a quota or she would like oh okay you know it'd make it better because the black one would be hosting now. But I I think like her personality I think that she could do it. I think that she um, yeah she's got a lot of opinions, but like. How hard is it to walk into a room and be like, gentlemen, this is and the I final think, reps. <laughs> and I think that's the reason that she would not do well. I think Chris Harrison is just the right amount of the face. I think Rachel mm-hmm. commands too much presence in the franchise to be the host. I think that. I don't know. I, I just, know. I just feel, I just feel like, I just, and I, I just, I personally feel like Rachel commands too much presence to make be ever at least the first two seasons of Rachel hosting The Bachelor are going to be Rachel and then the lead. I just feel like she, and and this is nothing against Rachel once again. I just feel like her presence is too strong. You need someone a little bit softer to lead the show, and that's why I. Um, we talk, we talked about this briefly before, mm-hmm. but I really think that there are four options to host after the after the final rose, and more than likely at least the next Bachelorette season. And I think that those four options are, as we mentioned, Rachel, Ben Higgins, who has been hosting the Bachelor Live on stage, clearly being groomed for something, mm-hmm. Wells Adams, who continues to come back and back, and then JoJo, who hosted a few episodes of Tasha's season. And I think that JoJo at least temporarily, is the number one option because it's going I, to be a season of The Bachelorette. Yeah, I like I, I see what you're saying. I do. 
But I just, I think that because Chris Harrison is not just the host of this, you know, he's not just the host of Bachelor. He's the host of all of these, but I think that he clearly, he carries a presence. He did this interview. He does interviews and talks about the show. He does the, the interview circuit. So I think that Rachel could balance that. She could be outspoken while doing that part of it. She could also be the face of the franchise and she would be held, holding the franchise accountable. Like, I think that there's a certain level of accountability that is needed right now that is obviously non-existent or hasn't been existent with, unfortunately, Chris Harrison being at the helm. I just think that, and like I said, I'm not saying, oh, to be better now because if you just put a black woman in there, you know, like, I don't want that token. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't like when, yeah. when people are tokenized like that at all. But like the more I think about it, the more I feel, I just feel like it would be a, it would be a smart move. It'd be a good move. It would make sense. And I think that she could do it. And clearly, like, like I said, with her extra interview, she did it in a way that wasn't bachelor happy hour, Rachel. It was like a journalist, Rachel, but it allowed room for Chris Harrison to say all of the, all of the things that he said, and she didn't back him into a corner but she also did several times say, okay, but here's why this might be painful to people. But what bothered me, I think, is just the way that he approached the conversation with her and was just like, who, like, who, he was talking in general, but he was like, who are you, you know, about the, the crowd of people, the woke people um, that he kept referring to, the woke police, um, but then he just kept saying like, who, like, who are you to judge this? Like, who am I? But like, who are, who, who, who are we to blah, blah, blah. Like it, it's okay. I feel like for people to be able to hold others accountable and not, they're not necessarily judging them. They're just like stepping in and saying, Hey, here's how this is offended. Here's how this hurts me. Here's how you can learn from this. Here's how we both can walk through this together. But he just was very defensive. And he, and I mean, he kind of cut her off several times and she was very, she was very calm about it. Like she wasn't like taking our Reich off and being like, you know what? I'm done, Chris. Like she might've done that afterwards, but like she was very measured in that interview. Yes. And I feel, and what I think it comes down to is if I, I don't think she wants to be here anymore. I don't think she I, wants to be part of I just of the hope group. that they convince her to be there. Cause I feel like I personally think that her voice is needed. I complain about her all the live long day, but right now I'm like, you know what? I think her like, voice. I, I think like... her voice is very helpful, and I believe it is necessary. I just think that at least for a time, and I think that there could be a time where she feels comfortable coming back and mm -hmm. being an official voice for Bachelor Nation. I think she. It, to me, it feels like she feels the need to step aside, and what and maybe fight from the outside for a while yeah. and see if she can get more done from the outside. And I just feel like she sees this as an opportunity to see if she can be more effective somewhere else. And I don't, I, I would not be surprised if she does come back. Yeah. And I just, and I would, I, I take it back. I would be surprised if she didn't come back, but I do think for a time she needs to let, she needs to step mm -hmm. aside and be like, this is not, they, they need ABC needs to ABC and the bachelor nation needs to feel her lack of presence before they really 
really take full heat of what she has to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just think, like like I said, I hope that they convince her to stay. I think that she, I don't think that she thinks that she can be useful out more useful outside. I think she's like she said, she's just tired. She's tired of being that voice. She's tired of seeing these problems, calling attention, and people, for lack of a better phrase, like seeing her as the angry black woman. Like it's a tired trope. You know, like if a woman of color gets upset, she's, you know, labeled angry, the angry black woman. And I think that that's unfortunate. Like, you know, we hear Rachel and we're like, oh gosh, she's complaining again. Or, oh gosh, she's going after so-and-so. Which sometimes I'm like, Rachel, girl, come on, you know? Yeah, she, but I she think that, oh yeah, yeah. And like I said, like as, as a woman, I call her myself, like Rachel has gotten on my nerves, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, <laughs> I, like you and I have talked about it and I've never thought like, oh my gosh, Brendan, you're being racist because she said that. No, sometimes. like we have, we have agreed on this. <laughs> but like, I, I just think, it, I see, I kind of see her voice in a new light and I see the importance of it in this. And I think that she, with time, I think that she could, she can be, um, she can be less of, you know, she can be that, that, I guess that dialed down version for the hosting. And then she can be the dialed up for the interviewing. Cause that's what Chris Harrison does. That would be no different That Clearly that's what he did here. He dialed it up. And he now he's in trouble because he said a bunch of stuff defending um, Rachel Kirkinell. But I think that I think that Rachel could do it. I think that she possesses skill set to do it. I think that she possesses the nuance of character to do it. And I, I think that it, I, I think it could be my, really successful. My thoughts were not whether or not she could do it. I just think to mm-hmm. everyone else, her presence is too strong to do it. And I'm not saying that she yeah. couldn't do it. And I think it would just like I said, it would take a couple seasons for people to be okay with that. Yeah. To be, to but I think also, change. though, I, I think also, though, just to kind of go off of what you just said, though, like maybe we need like a softer presence to host. One, though, I think that might be boring. And two, I think that might be the issue of just kind of like using somebody that that's not going to talk or like using somebody that's just not going to address issues, you know? Like maybe that's what the shakeup needs. Like for someone... Because ABC and the Bachelor franchise could have just said, hey, we love Rachel Kirkinell," or, you know, hey, we'll just continue to watch her journey. But also we stand against racism. Yeah. Like, it would not Look, have hurt. Is, that would have been so much better. This is all assuming that Chris Harrison will not be back. And I assume he will be back. He will. He needs to, like, he needs to just have time. But you said last season when JoJo was um, hosting for a bit, Remember when you were like, I could see JoJo coming in. You know, maybe Chris Harrison is going to step down. Maybe he's... I, I, maybe. What, my expectation for coming up is that Rachel will host AFR. Mm-hmm. Whether it is or is not her final farewell, at least temporarily, I believe she will host AFR. And I, will, and I expect JoJo to be the host of the Bachelorette season coming up. Yeah. Because I feel like... As I don't, I feel like Rachel won't want to do it yet, mm-hmm. and they would rather have JoJo do it than Ben or Wells or anyone else who will become available at that time. So I do expect JoJo to host this upcoming season of The Bachelorette, but I do hope and expect that Rachel will host 
AFR. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I I hope that I hope that I, as much as I love JoJo, I do, but I hope it's Ben Higgins because JoJo just didn't give me anything. Like when she was hosting those couple of episodes, like it just wasn't there. But it was sub, it was substitute teacher. Yeah, when but you're like the, it's just... when you're the sub, you don't get to be what you want to be. Yeah. I think given her own full season, we will it'll allow her to do what she wants to do. Yeah. In terms of hosting. So like I said though, Ben Higgins has been doing doing the Bachelor Live on stage. With Becca. And and yeah. So like I mean, maybe even Becca. I would be I'd okay throw with her Becca. name in there. I like Becca. I mean, she's been co-hosting with Rachel the podcast. Mm-hmm. She's also been doing the live on stage. I like like she's got a good personality and she's dealt with controversy in the past. So I mean, it, like maybe throw her name in the room. Yeah. I mean look. All the all the names that have come up uh, would not be opposed by me. I think any mm-hmm. of those would be would be fine choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, this is kind of we're gonna do some plugs and then we'll just kind of end here because this is a, a weird episode. I'm not really sure how to end it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. If you want to continue mm-hmm. to support. Our host, our guest from last week. You can listen to Joe Prano every week on the Dirty Sports Podcast Mondays and Thursdays. He did give the podcast a shout out on yes on Thursday's episode and said the only reason he came on was because I am a dirtball. So I appreciate him joining <laughs> us and uh, continue to support them if you are a sports fan. It's a it's uh, it's raunchier, a lot raunchier than this podcast is. So if you're expecting family friendly, I wouldn't I would not head there. <laughs> but if you're expecting uh, a little dirtier quality sports content and right now just some good fun because they talked about snow for 20 minutes last episode so they got nothing else to oh, talk wow. about right now that's fantastic sports are sports are a bit of a standstill with just mm-hmm. uh nba regular season okay uh we will talk to you all on wednesday well we'll record on wednesday you'll get it thursday anything else yep I just hope that Bachelor Nation as a franchise, so the Bachelor franchise, I just hope that they continue. I hope that they actually use this as a learning, a learning opportunity. And it's not just something that's like, oh, remember when that whole thing happened and we showed how woke we are then, you know, and then it kind of fizzles because they have to acknowledge the fact that there is a, like a wealth of diversity in their fandom and a wealth of diversity that is just, you know, waiting to be tapped into when it comes to contestants, you know, and I just, yeah, I I just hope that this is something that like they just kind of use as a, as a, a a tool of inclusivity, inclusivity. Like I never can say that word. Be more inclusive. You want them to be more inclusive. Yeah, yeah, and just actually learn from it. And I hope that Rachel Kirkinell, I hope that she does too. Like I said, I approach it with a healthy dose of skepticism. I'm kind of holding it at arm's length, but I am glad that she finally made a statement. Yes, uh, so we will continue to watch uh, the rest of the season and watch for statements by either Rachel, either Rachel or Chris or Matt and uh, mm-hmm. we will discuss any changes that happen between now and 
Wednesday on Wednesdays episode. Yep. Right. Well, guys. Bye, everybody. That's all she wrote. That's all Comment she wrote. on our post and Absolutely. let us know what you think. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.